your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are we doing, Avalanche fans? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche just completed a 4-2 loss to the Los Angeles Kings. Happens to be the Kings' first win of the season. Uh, Lots to talk about with this one. It was kind of like the tale of two games, and the Avalanche started maybe on top of the mountain, I guess, playing very well. And then by the end, they just slowly made their way down that mountain and uh, kind of looked like a different team, which is very concerning. Um, having a team as talented as this team is start the way that they did and then finish the way that they did. So they give up a two-goal lead, and this team should never, ever give up a two-goal lead. <clears throat> so we'll kind of get into all of that. The big Bo Byram news, uh, Hunter Miska in goal, and things that were good that we can take out of it and then things that were bad and then some adjustments that need to be made quickly because the avalanche play again tonight against Anaheim. So first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, LOPN underscore avalanche on Instagram, search for lockdown avalanche and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to lockdown avalanche at gmail.com. So we got news in the afternoon. Bo Byram would be joining the Avalanche on ice. Uh, We knew he was with the team and was technically a part of that taxi squad. But we got word, I think it was around a little bit after noon, uh, I think, that uh, he would be joining the roster for this game. I thought he probably would join them in tonight's game against uh, Anaheim. But they seemed like he was ready to go, so they they put him in. And it was going to be interesting to see how much he was actually going to play. Would they just kind of throw him out there for a little bit, just get his feet wet, get used to the speed of the NHL? Uh, They threw him out there. Uh, He played 11, 11 minutes plus, which, but it seemed like he was out there for much more than that. Uh, and they put him out there in uh, pretty important situations. I never saw him on a power play, but they put him out there uh, a couple times with the top line with uh, Nathan McKinnon and Rantanen and Landeskog and Kale McCarr. <clears throat> and there was one moment where that look, I mean, you want that, uh, that to be the lineup now for you know the rest of the season they looked so good on one shift uh it's disheartening that they they didn't have anything to show for it in terms of points but uh man he he does he he's as advertised he seemed very comfortable uh he gave he had a early 
penalty called against him. Um, and I think it was a holding penalty. I don't think it was interference. I think it was a holding penalty. And, you know, it, it, it was a good call. I don't think it was something where he was, he felt like he was out of place. Uh, I wish I could remember. It might've been Drew Dowdy that he was going up against. I can't remember who it was, but I uh, kind of just wouldn't, you know, he, he, he stayed with him, but he just got his arm in there and, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It just looks bad because it was so early in the game. It was the as first penalty of the game. They were able to kill that one. Uh, but uh, that was the one hiccup for him. But I didn't see him make any egregious errors and, you know, any egregious turnovers in their own zone. I thought he played relatively well. Maybe he was a little gun shy. He did uh, have the stats up here. I don't know how many shots he actually took. Um, just the one one shot on goal anyway. So um, 11 minutes and 19 seconds time on ice. But I think it was a good first introduction for Bo Byram. And uh, we'll see what happens for tonight's game. If he's still in the lineup, I'd love that him, he would stay there. I really don't know if he's going anywhere. I, th- I think the Avs feel like the future is now. And uh, let's get him out there. The, I mean, that was not the only move that the Avalanche made going into this game. So many th- things happening on the lines. And not not that, I, I, you know, I'm not using that as an excuse or anything. Because, you know, the Avs, anybody that's out there is a professional. So you got to play. But there was so many moves. Eric Johnson was out. Uh, Burkowski is still out. Francois was out, obviously, because Hunter Miska got the start. And then Timmons came up and Pattern came up to play. And it was just so many moving parts for this one game. It was like, man, this is like a patchwork team. But they still had to go out and play. And for the first period, it looked it looked pretty good. Uh, and they had those two goals, one by Rantanen, one by uh, McKinnon, and things are are looking good. And then I don't want to say it just fell apart because it's not like they they you know gave up four goals in a short amount of time. It just they they didn't seem to have. The, I guess you could say they didn't have the same energy. Um, maybe give the Kings some credit on that front. Maybe the Kings, Kings are the one that made the adjustments and forced the Avalanche into a different style of play because it wasn't going well for the Kings in the in the early going. So we will get into kind of what uh, went bad, what went good in a minute. Um, I also want to talk about Hunter Miska. And he got the start with Francois being out. Uh, I, you know... I, I thought he played relatively well, concerning. Uh, he gave up three goals. The fourth goal that they got was an empty netter. The three goals that he gave up were, I mean, when, when you look at him again, I mean, they, they weren't anything where, like, you're slapping your head, like, he's got to stop that. Uh, the Drew Doughty goal was, you know, uh, he was pretty sure that's when he was, like, being being blocked on or screened that it was tough to see, and Drew Doughty has a shot. So that was that was just a good goal. The Velarde goal was it, it was ripped right past his shoulder, and nobody was in front of Velarde. Nobody was in front of him. So that, nobody's going to stop that shot. And then the last one um, was no, yeah, the last one was a redirect 
that uh, who, I can't remember who scored it, but just had his stick out. I didn't even think he was looking at the puck. Uh, I think Kopitar, pa- oh, it was Kopitar to Kempe who passed it to him, and he didn't even see it. He just had his stick on the ice like he should do in front of the net, and it redirected right past Miska. I mean, the three goals he gave up were, were not nothing where you're like, oh, my God, I, I wish you know Grubauer was in there because he would have stopped them. He might not have. But those were three very good goals by the Kings. And, you know, the Avalanche had their opportunities. Let's not kid ourselves. They had their opportunities. Uh, but as far as the, the two new guys, I thought Byron played well. I thought Miska played well. I don't think, you know, he, he's not the goalie for the future. Uh, but he's, he's on the small side. He's not an imposing figure in goal. Uh, so I think he's he's going to be that guy that they plug in every once in a while. And uh, if he plays like that, I mean, let's let's get honest. Like three goals that the Kings scored on him, very good goals. And the Avalanche had the opportunity to, to hang five at least on the Kings, and they could have gotten him the win. So it's not really on Hunter Miska. Let's, you know, get real. This is uh, – I, I thought he played relatively well, and I think the Avs missed a lot of opportunities. So we will talk about those opportunities here in a second. But first, we're going to hear from our friends over at betonline.ag. And with the sports world in full swing in football, in the playoffs, with hockey and basketball – and you want to put some money down and make the games interesting, go to betonline.ag. It is the only place that has you covered and the only place we are at, we hear at Locked On Podcast Network Trust. So go to betonline.ag, sign up for your free account, enter the promo code Locked On, and you get a 50% welcome bonus. So whatever your first deposit is, they will add another 50%. It's a pretty sweet deal. So enjoy the games and bet on some games, especially with the football games and the, was it the conference finals coming up for the NFL uh, this weekend? And uh, any futures, any future bets you want to put on, uh, go, go to the website. You can, like I said, sign up for the free account. Just navigate the website. Even if you don't want to put a deposit in right away, just see how it works. And the things you can bet on are vast. Uh, and and have have fun with it. And then when you're ready, throw some money in your account. And if you enter that promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on. And that 50% welcome bonus is in your account after your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sport book experts. All right. So what went right for the Avalanche? Uh, first period. First period went went very right. Uh, that's how you want to start, especially against a team like the Kings that you are better than, that you want to put away. Miko Rantanen with a goal five minutes in, and then Nathan McKinnon with a goal in the last minute during a power play. So you're looking good on the power play at that point in time. I think you were one for two after the first um, on the power play. And then... After that, it was just, I don't want to say it was frustration. There was just, and I think uh, one of the announcers said it, like there was just no flow to the game after the first for, for either team, really. And I think that benefits the Kings. The Avalanche you know, have a system that they like to play. They want to play that fast, up and down the ice game. 
And the Kings, for the most part, really didn't let them do that. So I think that frustrated the Avalanche a little bit. Uh, and the Kings just did what they needed to do to hang around. That's all that they gave up those two goals and they felt like, okay, look, the way we came back on them in game one, let's just keep it there and, and see what we can do. Maybe we get some lucky uh, shots in, but they didn't even do that. They had really good looks and they, you know, they have some players that, you know, they've been around for a little while, like uh, Drew Doughty, who knows what to do with the puck when he needs to. And uh, that kind of started it for them. And they just chipped away and just held, played a really good defensive game. But there were times where you thought the avalanche, they started swarming, which is what they're going to do. It happened on occasion. And you felt like if the avalanche had one of those moments where they were kind of, you know, like I said, swarming around, you felt like they got a score here because these moments are few and becoming few and far between. And like I said, there was a moment when the five guys on the ice were the big three and Byram and Makar. And wow, if I can find it, if I can find just that clip, uh, it, I, I, I will post it because it was just impressive to see that. And you, you want you want to see more of that. Uh, like I said, it's a shame they didn't score on it. But I, I think, you know, some of the things that the Avalanche need to work on as far as adjustments, I, I think it's just flat effort. You know, they need, they need to put a full 60 minute game together. And I think they did that against St. Louis in game two, when they won eight to nothing, it's pretty easy to say that you put a 60 game, a 60 minute game together when you're up and you're kind of cruising towards the end, but they need to put together a game like this, that they're up two to nothing lose, you know, or give up a goal and then lose the lead to a tie or, you know, you, you, you get the other team pulls even with you. Okay, fine. Then fight like hell to get back up again. But if you don't and you go down like they did three to two fight, like hell to tie it. And they did, they did, they, you know, goalie got pulled with two minutes plus and man, they had some looks. I, I there's a couple and when I watch the replay, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch it. There's a couple shots in there. I don't know how they missed. I know. I think Kadri had one where he had an open net quick was on one side of the net and the puck kind of just rolled over to Kadri who was on the far side. I, I don't know. I, I saw one replay on it when they were showing it uh, on television and, and I couldn't figure out how that puck did not go in. I think Landeskog had one. Um, and, and there were opportunities to be had to tie it because when the Kings scored, I think it was just less than four minutes left when the Kings scored to go up three to two. So you had time, you had time and uh, they had their opportunities, but they just couldn't bury them. And that is going to happen. But I think the disappointing part is you, you don't, you, you, you didn't get uh, enough effort to, to hammer something home where you can now, now you're just fighting to go into overtime. Let's get, I mean, when you lose the lead and it's, you know, time is winding down to, to uh, you know, three minutes, you just want to get to overtime at that point and then see what happens then. And they tried and they tried and, and it, it's unfortunate that they put themselves in that situation, but that's a situation that they put themselves in and uh, things are going to happen early in the season because it's going to take a little while for, for 
teams to get their their legs going and get you know work those kinks out i think the avalanche for the most part have worked those out now it just comes down to flat effort um it's a shame that the top line for the avalanche couldn't win this game on their own the kings had no answer for Landeskog, mckinnon and rantanen nothing but somehow some way they stopped them after the first period uh it, it wasn't pretty for the kings i don't think the kings are thinking like yeah we shut them down talking about the top line uh i but that's fine i think they might be saying uh they're tough to play against we did all we could do and for tonight it was enough uh so so what do they have to, to work on uh let me bring up the stats here. I know, I know the, the the power play ended at one for four, and the Avalanche power play has been spectacular early on. So, um, you know, one for four, I, I don't want to jump on it after one game where, where it's, you know, they're not 50% or something, which they're running at like a 48% clip at power plays right now. That's not going to, to hold. Um, but they gave up way too many penalties. They, and, and, they gave up five. They were called on for five penalties, and I don't think they were called for any in the third that I can remember off the top of my head right now. The game just finished. So I think all five of those penalties came in the first and the second. And it just seemed like you know th- they were putting themselves in a hole by having all those penalties. And the Drew Doughty goal came on a five-on-three. So, again, another reason why you can't really – blame Miska too much on that be you know five on three is tough for anybody so um you know it, it it's it's a loss that you probably shouldn't have encountered uh especially being up two to nothing and that's the part that i'll keep going back to for this game anyway when when you're the colorado avalanche and constructed the way you are going up against a a, a team that is is you know not as talented as you are and you have them in a two to nothing hole. Uh, those are the games that you want to put out and close the door. And last year it was the third period three to one leads that we seem to not be able to hold on to. I don't. I don't hope there's not a theme like that for this year. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. And this is the good thing. We don't have to wait very long to see the turnaround. And you know. Jared Bednar is, I haven't watched his press conference yet, but he's probably going to hammer home on effort and how when they get up early, two to nothing, they can't, you know, take their foot off the gas. You know, LA is a professional team. They are going to keep fighting. They kept fighting in game one and, you know, they kept fighting now and they were hungry. They were a hungry team. They want to get their first win of the season. You know, and they're not going to back down from for just because it's the Colorado Avalanche. They they almost pulled even in game one, and they're tired of not having a, a, a win in their win column. So they're going to fight hard. And I think the Avalanche, you know, they, they needed to know that. I'm sure, obviously, they did know that. But you could tell as the game went on, the Kings were getting a little bit more confident in, in how to play with these guys. So... It's a loss, and there's going to be more of them. Um, but you want to see the Avalanche kind of perfect knowing how to play with a lead and putting teams away. 
And that didn't happen tonight. So uh, two games coming up against Anaheim. One tonight. And then Saturday they're off. And then back on the ice on Sunday. So if you can get a run here, you know, if you can run off five wins in a row, I think that quiets some people down. Uh, and you, you not only does that happen, but you start feeling good about yourself too. And uh, you, you know, you want to stay. Vegas has started it off pretty hot. I think they're four and zero right now. Four zero and zero. Not that you want to, you know, you don't ever want to drop far below them in the standings, but you want to keep up with them for the duration of the season. And you haven't played them yet, obviously. So, um, but you want to be in a good position when you play them that if you beat them, you kind of take them over, not that you're cutting into their lead so much. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned. It's like I said, it's still early in the season, although it's a shortened season and you want the avalanche to work things out like this, like holding on to a lead uh, is important, important things. Cause in an 82 game season, uh, this loss, you would say like, we have tons of time to work on this stuff. Uh, now you have some time to work on this stuff, not tons and they will. I have all the the faith in the world that they will. So that's going to be it for today, everybody. Um, We'll see if the Avalanche can get back in the win column tonight and over the weekend. You can catch me on, like I said, Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. You can catch me on the Thursday Locked On NHL show with Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. Uh, Him and I host the national show. And um, I'm also guesting on uh, Locked On Ducks. So uh, for the next couple shows to kind of talk about the avalanche over in the duck land. So that's going to be it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today and all this week. We will see you guys next week. Let's get two in a row. Have a good weekend, everybody. See you Monday. Go, Abs, go.